Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, October 18th. This is episode number 169. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Uh, Hey, Rod. Uh, Tough time to be a Cleveland fan. Yeah, a little tougher than usual, I guess, but, uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get through it. Um, here, here to, here to help us, uh, get through things, kind of, um, you know, make, uh, hopefully make our lives a little bit more enjoyable tonight and <laughs> no pressure, John is, uh, oh, great. <laughs> John Suchan, um, follow John at, at John Suchan, which is, which is cool that you, that you got that before anybody else did. Um, John is a writer for, uh, King James Gospel. Uh, Dog Pound Daily and uh, Cleveland Sports Talk, and he also does the Johnny Cleveland podcast. So, uh, yep. How are you, John? How's things oh, going? Oh, I'm great. Well, not great. You know, I'm I'm sad, and you know, it's a it's a tough tough uh, day after the Guardians uh, go down to those hated Yankees. But um, yeah, and we've had some tough times with the Brownies. Um, but thank you for having me on on your show. This is great to be back. I, I think did we do this back in January or February? I think um, the last I was, time I was I was looking at Skype. It's been nine months, so wow, it probably works out to about January. I'm, I was thinking when I asked him, I, I I have a hard time keeping track of how often people are on, and I'm thinking, well, I can't remember when you know when it was. Yeah, uh, well, I feel silly if it was like a month ago, and I look at it's been nine. Well, months. well Rod, thanks for having guys. Thanks for having me on. You guys are a wealth of knowledge. I love following you guys on on social media platforms and uh it's always fun to, to read your your thoughts so thanks for having me on absolutely um we we appreciate you coming on and, and talking and um for anybody that's not checking your stuff out um um it, who, jeff who did they used to call him john may know this who who they used to call like the busiest man in show business or something like that john is like the busiest writer <laughs> in cleveland sports i believe because he's putting stuff out constantly um yeah i would call him prolific but that would probably be a, a, an understatement i've kind of slowed down actually in the last week and a half it seems like i don't um you know with the browns kind of struggling right now and uh I have other other uh, jobs and whatnot, you know, and I'm when I'm not doing that all that writing. But um, yeah, I've been putting out quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I I love the write. I love to talk about our our, our favorite team, and um, yeah. they're struggling right now. But you know, we're still. Uh, hopefully, you'll go out there and read. Uh, there's a lot of good a lot of good writers out there at Dog Pound Daily, at Cleveland Sports Talk, King James Gospel. So I'd encourage everybody to get out there and read 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 everybody else's material. It's it's good. Excellent, definitely. So, guys, we'll uh, we're going to skip the, uh, the blitz beverages tonight. And you know what? In in place of that, why don't um, why don't we talk just uh, just a couple minutes about the about the Guardians and their season? Um, and yeah, I got to be honest, guys. I, I I don't get a lot of Guardians games uh, where I live, so I watched them when I could. Um, tried to follow along, you know, on Twitter. Um, you know, and, and keep up where I could and everything. But, you know, I've watched them through the playoffs, um, really enjoy the team, like a lot of the guys and everything. So I mm-hmm. uh, just kind of wanted to get some some thoughts. And, um, John, I just have a feeling yeah. you, you probably have the most exposure to this team of, <laughs> of any of the three of us. So so what were your thoughts on the, on the season? Well, overall, I, the, the, I, you know, and I don't have much more experience than you, you know, literally I, 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 we, at at our home, we had um, cable and now I've got, 
were subscribed to a uh, streaming service. So I have not been able to see a lot of the latest uh, Guardians games in the last few months. But, you know, I wrote an article way back when, I think, for Cleveland Sports Talk back at the beginning of the season. I think it was like the no names. Who were all who were these guys for the Guardians? I mean, all, you know, you know, six or seven of the guys were like brand new. Didn't know their names. I, uh, you know, I kind of, I even kind of mocked like that fact, which, um, you know, there were just a few players coming back and, you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen and the young team, uh, low payroll, but you know, they, they were kind of back and forth there for a long time. It seemed like, uh, 500 and then, you know, they just started winning there. What August, September, it was just great. And, the way that they play the game and the way that they have so much heart and desire, you know, after watching the Cavs play last season with their young team and how they were like, you know, free spirited and working together as a team, just transitioning that to a baseball team, you know, um, you know, they had, you know, Jose, Jose Ramirez. And, um, uh-huh. but these, but these young guys have really come along. I mean, Oscar, what is it? Marcotte and Oscar. Now what's, I can't, uh, SpongeBob. What's his Oscar's Gonzalez. last name. Gonzalez. Oscar Gonzalez. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, he, I mean, some people are starting to compare him to, you know, people like Manny Ramirez and whatnot. I don't know about that quite yet. That I those, feel a little early. Yeah. yeah those, those teams back in the nineties, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, watching Manny Ramirez like we did. I mean, I did when I was younger that he was a special yeah. talent. I think Oscar's good and he certainly delivered. I, I was impressed with the, you know, being a big guy, how he, was able to go away with the pitches there and win that last game too. Uh, had the big home run, but also hit hit the base hit. So, I mean, they did a lot of things, and they were you know playing with a lot of heart and effort. And uh, I think they were enjoying playing together as a group this year, and that really went a long way. I think Terry Francona, uh, as their coach, was uh, a good coach for them at, at, at this moment in time. And from the sounds of it, they had a they had you know good post game conference you know today and. You know, looking forward to seeing what the what the Guardians can do uh, next year. I'm still trying to struggle with this whole, you know, nicknames and so we can we call them the guards, you know, or, or what, 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 you know. Well, so, so, so I'm, I think I'm just doing good to not call them the Indians, John. Uh, half right. my tweets about the team, I'm still calling them the Indians. Oh, I call them the tribe, the Indians. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, my my friends, family, they they know them as the Indians still. So if you don't want to confuse them, that you just say, hey, the Indians lost, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I think in time we'll we'll all get uh, accustomed. We'll get used to it. It's yeah, going to take I, some time because, like I said, we've we've been fans for a long time. So, no, I'm uh, really very. I mean, you, you consider everything and where the team has been, and they went to the World Series back in 2016, and now they've kind of got this new reboot of a group that, you know, it's it's pretty new and and they're fresh and they're you know obviously they're going to need some. I think I think they'll need some more talent there on the on the offensive side of things. Um, they can find some players there, and they're they're, they're trying to find that now. So um, I think it's really going to be a, a good you know few years ahead of us again. I think the Indians, I mean, or Indians, the Guardians have have continued to uh, kind of stay up there. They're, they haven't really fallen that flat. I, what was last year? They finished at five hundred. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a lot to look forward to. Yeah, um, your thoughts, mm-hmm. Jeff. Yeah, uh, like you guys, I, I probably only was able to watch a handful of games this year because we don't get ballets where I live. Um, you know, network games, they never really seem to do well on. But um, 
it was it was fun watching them play. I mean, you know, if you're an old timer like me, you watch them play and you think, you know, this is how baseball is supposed to be played. Um, you know, you, yeah. you do the right things, um, you know, and you'll you'll figure out a way to win uh, versus just sort of, you know, the Earl Weaver approach of just waiting for the three run home run. Um, I've, I've always sort of been a purist from that perspective, and I, and I appreciate um, the approach, you know, when, when they were, when they were on with that approach. Um, but it was painfully obvious just, you know, in this five game yeah. stretch that, that, you know, they were just outgunned. Mm. Um, and that gets back to the economics of baseball and just how horribly inconsistent and how, how off balance baseball is, um, in terms of the ability to compete. Um, yeah. I, and, and, you know, it, it had me thinking back to when Dick Jacobs owned the team and, you know, back in the late nineties and early two thousands, you know, the then Indians found a way to compete and they found a way to bring in, you know, veteran players and, and fill positions and at least put enough talent on the field, you know, um, to, to have a mm-hmm. chance to run deep in the playoffs. I just, I yeah. felt like this this Guardians team, even though you know they they were very exciting and and you know doing the right things, that they were just out of their league um, mm. when it when it came to playing against the Yankees um, and really just never had much of a chance. I mean that that game mm. Saturday night was a ton of fun, um, mm-hmm. you know, watching them come back oh, yeah. and down, but yeah. but but realistically, this game this this series could have been over really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, it just shows you the, the incongruity and, and, you know, the, the economics of baseball and how it just really favors mm-hmm. certain teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's something that they need to figure out how to fix. Mm. Yeah. I, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, the Yank, the, uh, you know, just comparing the two teams, I mean, you can just, tell the Indians the Indians have so many guys out there just playing for their defense mm-hmm. you know um, mm-hmm. that that would not be starting for other teams right and and it shows because the the Indians are so good on defense okay and that and that's great and it goes with their great pitching um you know and, and it's great they, they play such good defense they, they run the base as well they, they mm-hmm. make contact they don't strike out um, you know they they take some of them anyways, take walks. Um, like Jeff said, it's fundamental baseball. It's, it's, it's the way baseball used to be, you know, yeah. 30, 50 years ago, whatever. Um, but, but it's hard to compete against these teams that are, that are hitting five home runs a game. It just, yeah. it's, it's hard to do it even with the pitching that the Indians have. So, but yeah. you know, to me, it comes down. But, to, what really strikes me about this team is, is the way they do the fundamentals and the way that they, that they, um, up until today, anyways, they never seem like they're out of a game and that, you know, you know, their ability to come back in games, mm-hmm. they came back in how many games, uh, you know, down the stretch, they won a lot, you know, so many, what was it? 30 or 40 plus games, um, coming from yeah. behind. And that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, what was there? There's one stat that said the Yankees were like 99 and zero uh, going in the ninth inning with a two run lead in their history or something crazy like that. 
um, yeah. until the uh, Guardians came back and won the other night. I honestly, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, I went, I went to bed and woke up that I was shocked to see that they came back and won how they did. So um, it was, a, that was a great, great victory for them in yep. that game, game three. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a fun brand of baseball. It's, um, it's you were just a, waiting still. for them to break out the bat. That's what you were hoping that maybe one of those games, yeah. but it, but it, but it's playoff baseball and they, you know, everyone's, do you think they should have done played Shane Bieber Bieber uh, today with a lot of people talked about that. And especially then with Savali giving up the three run Homer. I what mean, makes you think Shane great. Bieber would have been any more successful than Aaron Savali? Right. I mean, that's what I'm just, <laughs> but I mean, people are talking, that was one of the, Kind of the right. pregame sort of things, you know, people were right. chattering about, you know, because a lot of the, people think that Bieber is like their best option. And well, and, he, he's yeah. obviously their he's their ace, um, and you know, you'd like to think that that your ace could could keep you in a game a little bit right. better than your number four pitcher. Yeah, but I don't know if he's ever pitched on three days rest before. Well, right. here's um, the problem, guys. They they could have they could have started Bieber and and they still would have given up a couple runs. So um, well, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. The problem is they still only scored one run. Yeah. They still won a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm glad because I, you know, I hate to see a guy's career messed up and I, you know, I don't know if, if starting him on three days rest would have, you know, caused him irreparable damage or not, but, um, right. you know, I, you hate it's, to mess with a young guy like that. Yeah. 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 So. Well, it's on the next season. Go guardians. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, there was a football game on Sunday, or so they say. Anyways, it was for a while. Yeah, it started out as one. Let's yeah. put it that way. About three and a half quarters, it was a game. Yeah, the uh, um, Browns entertained the Patriots. Um, final score: Patriots thirty-eight, Browns fifteen. Um, yeah, Browns were in this game for quite a while, and then um, and then they weren't. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. let me, let me yeah. get some thoughts from you guys. Um, and, and Jeff, we actually talked about this, the fact that there weren't a lot of positives. Um, uh, John, let me go to you. Okay. Are there any positives you could take out of this game from a, from a Brown standpoint? I mean, I was, can you, can you still hear me? My, my ear, ear piece yep. came out. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Yep. Um, you know, I thought Cade York, um, you know, made some, amen- I mean, he's obviously rookie. There's a lot of pressure after making that winning kick back when they played Carolina. And then, you know, I think, what did he hit three of them yesterday or Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that was a, I think that was a good, you know, good, uh, you know, it was interesting because I, I've got season tickets and I go up to the games and uh, it might've been like week two or three. um, They were either playing the jets or Pittsburgh. And, you know, I think York had missed a, a field goal or two. And it was interesting because, you know, I think kickers stick together in the opposing kicker. I think it was for the Steeler maybe game. I mean, he came over at one point during halftime or something uh, because York was trying to kick him at, during the half or uh, coming out of the halftime. And he had missed one or something that and, uh, you know, the other opponent uh, kicker came over and kind of gave him a word of advice. You could see them talking down the field and he, it seemed like he was giving him a word of advice. I don't know. It just seems like. You know, York's got there's all this pressure on him, but so it was nice for me. That, huh. You know, that that was a real positive as far as what we saw in this game. Like, you know, um, 
they weren't. It was a close game for the for a large chunk of the first half, and uh, I thought York York came through when he needed to. I'm glad that Kevin Stefanski uh, decided to kick some field goals and uh, <laughs> instead of trying to go for it on fourth and whatever. So um, I thought that was a positive. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with both of those. Um, Stefanski definitely took the points when we've seen him not be so willing to do so in other cases. So yes. So Jeff, can you think of anything to add to those two positives? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's tough. It's a stretch. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, uh, Peoples Jones, yeah, um, and Joku Cooper made some nice plays. Um, did. Yeah, yeah. In a in a game where, you know, we were really forced to throw the ball, mm-hmm. um, they I thought they made some nice catches. Um, you know, this really this game was about the quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jacoby had his worst game as a Brown mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. Um, he threw the ball forty five times, um, mm-hmm. which we we absolutely just can't do. Um, no, no. We, we can't be that imbalanced. We can't have Jacoby throwing the ball 40, 45 times and Nick Chubb running the ball 12 times. It's, that's just not our formula. Um, not at all. So, you know, hats off to Bill Belichick for really taking away our run game and forcing Jacoby to beat him. And Jacoby just wasn't up to the task. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he turned the ball over four times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, conversely, Bailey Zappi was almost flawless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy he threw was, for yeah. 300, 300 yards and completed 70% mm-hmm. of his passes and, and you know, didn't make a mistake. Um, so it was it was a tale of two quarterbacks on, on a given Sunday that, you know, one just really excelled when it wasn't expected. And the other one, you know, was miles short of what, what we need to see from him. That throw that Zappi made in the first quarter or the first part of the game, where he kind of threw it up to the left side and his, I don't know who that was as the receiver, but he went up and grabbed it over the top of two of our uh, right. Brown defenders was, you, you knew when that, I, well, at least when I, he caught that, I was like, Oh boy, this could We're be a long, long day. Cause you know, Zach yeah. is, you know, he's coming out of college having thrown the ball all over the place, almost like 6,000 yards passing gun, 60 some 60 yeah. touchdowns. I mean, he was all over the, I mean, he's he not was, afraid to throw the ball. Oh right. no. And, and, uh, <laughs> You know now they're this controversy or they're talking about Zappy or bringing back Mac, Mac was it Mac Jones or when he's healthy? But no, Zappy yeah. was Zappy played well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, something that was interesting to me, guys, just looking at the stats, um, forty-five combined completions in this game, and there was not a receiver with more than four catches in this game. Uh, mm, the, right, the pa- really spread Pats around. Could- yeah, Pats had five guys with four catches, and uh, wow. the Browns had had two, two guys okay. with four catches. You know, I'm wondering, like, with the, I mean, everyone's zoning in on, you know, or uh, earmarking that, you know, Amari Cooper and, and taking that away. He did catch what four passes or three passes? Yeah, in this, in uh, this yeah four for 44 and a touchdown. You know, he had a couple of those games where he got over 100 yards, so people thought, you know, they were, but you know, Belichick and they're, you know, they really. Uh, zoned in on him, but um, you wonder how that's going to progress as the season goes on. You didn't see a lot of emotion. I, I at least I didn't see it through the TV. It seemed like a lot of the play. I mean, obviously Cooper keeps his emotions low to begin with, but you didn't see a lot of energy. It didn't seem like throughout the game. Obviously, as the game build, 
built or went on, it seemed like you know frustrations were set, settling in. But it, w- it would have been nice to see. I, I guess that that's something that I haven't been seeing. I don't know what you guys are seeing on your end, but it certainly seems like there's something awry. <laughs> Yeah, well, let, let's talk about that because that's something I saw a lot of on Twitter is people talking about um, uh, players not caring and players, you know, quitting on the coach and all this stuff. So, so, so Jeff, um, how much can we gauge this by watching a game and seeing effort and emotion on on the on the football field? Well, you know, here's where I think that that comes from rod um we, we talked a little bit before we started recording that this game was really close um until the last six minutes mm-hmm. um the, the the browns were only down um three points at halftime mm-hmm. um yeah. they were you know they were in the game uh, despite the turnovers um with about six minutes left mm-hmm. They were only down nine points. Um, they went for the onside kick, um, which is, as we know, not a high percentage play, but they came close to converting the onside kick. Yeah. Um, even though they didn't, the defense came out, got the stop, forced the New England punt. Okay, and now we're under six minutes left, and Chester Rogers fumbles the punt return. And at that point, I think, you know, the wind just kind of went out of everybody's sails. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, oh, geez, you know, mm-hmm. everything has gone wrong for us today. Mm-hmm. Now this. Um, mm-hmm. And really, I, I think it went off the rails from there. You know, then mm-hmm. the Patriots scored a couple more touchdowns and, and it, it just got uglier and uglier. And, and that's what, as, as a fan, that's what you remember. You know, you, mm-hmm. re- you, don't, you don't remember that it was close with six minutes to go and that mm-hmm. they might have had a chance yeah. to come back and win. You look okay. at thirty-eight fifteen, and you think it was a blowout. You know, right. I mean, and with, it really wasn't. Yeah, it really wasn't. Yeah. And the and the defense, you know, until those last six minutes, the defense played well enough mm-hmm. to keep us in the game. Um, sure, they 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 blew some coverages again. There were some absolutely horrible plays, but they got the stop when we needed it. Um, they gave us a chance, and uh, you know, in the fourth quarter, and you know, the fumble punt. Just to me, that just took the wind out of everybody's sails. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really that's the story of this, this game is, you know, the, the, we had a quarterback who was off, who was really struggling all day. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a pitcher that doesn't have his best stuff that day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and he's trying to fight yeah. his way through it. And we had to, you know, we, we, we shifted the game plan to, to, to make him throw even more, which is not what he's good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just couldn't get the run game going. Um, you know what? We, we, we came up against a coach who has our number. Mm-hmm. And oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's got a lot of people's number. I mean, you know what? I it. mean, it, losing to probably the, the greatest head coach in the history of the NFL is mm-hmm. not a sin. No, okay. and that's twice now in the last, like, you know, you think about it, like last year, they lost 45 to seven. And then, right. you know, obviously the score is a little, it was closer in this game like you were right. saying until the end, but still people are going to see that score. And, you know, so there were two yeah. games there that, that, I mean, really new England does have our number and, and, and Belichick really Can't does we just walk away and say, yay, we did better than last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you remember that? Remember last year how we went that first drive of the game? I don't know if you remember we the the Browns went down uh, uh, and Baker Mayfield. It was a long drive. They scored a touchdown. They went up seven nothing, and then boom, everything just flipped. Yeah. <laughs> so last year was completely humiliating because New England did nothing but run the ball the entire game. Yeah. And the Browns couldn't stop it. Didn't. Right. Didn't uh, didn't their QB have like seven passing attempts in that game? Oh, something, something, ridiculous, yeah, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> now, they ran it this. every time, and the Browns could not stop it, and they end up scoring like so. So when when your strength is the run, and and like you're saying earlier, how Jeff they took away the 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 Browns, you know what they do best. You know, I've had when they have ten guys on the line, or you know they 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 they, they crowd the line, and they're going to take. A, is there any, I mean, do the Browns, are they just, they, they, they simply can't try to run, I mean, or try to some other formations um, to counter that? Is it, I mean, is that, I guess that's. Yeah, I guess, I, you yeah. know, the only thing I have an issue with, John, is, is that, you know, I, I thought they were throwing the ball vertically a little bit too much in uh-huh. those situations. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And I mean, they were first, completing some yeah. of those, you know, I mean, like, yeah. like, you know, the. I think some of those were not not the type of plays that we're, we're typically counting on for our offense, right? We're, we're, we're a little bit outside of our comfort zone throwing the ball 25, 30 yards, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And they should have probably focused more on, you know, the, the higher percentage stuff, okay? But yeah. if that wasn't there either, you know, then then you got to go with what's there, right? And, and I think the... New England defense just did a really good job of taking away what we're good at. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, that's, that's what great coaches do. Well, and he's, he's worked with uh, Brissett. I mean, they, they, they drafted him, what, back in 2016 or. Well, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if so. Belichick doesn't know how to beat Jacoby Brissett, who does? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of uh, confused by how often they went to Farrell Brown over in Joku, but maybe, maybe <laughs> you know, maybe they were taking a Joku out of the game. I mean, he had three catches. I don't think he had many more targets than that. Um, it, it was one of those days offensively, offensively where nothing worked. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it was. Just, it led to turnovers, and it, it was just yeah. Offensively, they were they were just a oh, mess. Yeah, it, it started out with interceptions, and then all of a sudden nobody could catch the football. Wasn't it that third play right. of the game that they threw? He threw the interception. He rolled right, and then threw through that right. pass. Which, he wasn't set. He just yeah. Again, it's something that Jacoby's not good at. Okay, no. I mean that's that's not what we want yeah. him doing. We don't want him impersonating yeah. Baker Mayfield and improvising on the rollout. So right? doesn't Stefanski have a, nothing yeah. behind that throw? But doesn't Stefanski have a role in that? I mean, if he's called, why is he making that play call? Or is that an option within the play call that that Brissett decided to go with? I mean, because if doesn't Stefanski by now know that Brissett can't do that or make that play? Well, you would like to believe uh, Brissett still has his progressions that he's working through, and he's making yeah. a decision on where he's actually throwing the ball. But right, um, you don't I'm know sure how many nobody was nobody was more disappointed in that play than Kevin Stefanski and in, in, in watching Jacoby roll out and try to make that throw. <laughs> yeah. If you watched his eyes on the sidelines, okay. he was like, 
what the fuck? You know, it's like, <laughs> that's not what we want to do as an offense. Okay? Right. Yeah. But yeah. it's it just, it kind of, you know, when, when Jacoby has a hard time completing things and the, they're not running the ball well, mm-hmm. you ask him to start improvising. That's, that's just not going to work. Um, mm-hmm. He's, that's not his game. And that's not what we want to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, but um, we just, you know, we just couldn't. The pace was horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the you know, he would take his drop and, and go through his reads, and and it's like, okay, nothing's here. Now what do I do? You know, it's like when mm-hmm. when our offense is working, it's happening with pace. You know, the mm-hmm. the, the, the ball's coming out. You know, yeah. that's true of pretty much any NFL offense, right? But it just wasn't well, there. There was like no like pace at all. Jeff, there was that play. There was another example of that. Later in the first half, and I know the radio guys of the Browns broadcast were talking about this after the game, when they got that fourth down and one, the Browns offense um, ran up to the line, but the offensive players weren't like in a good set position like they normally are. And they Brissett tried the quarterback sneak and he didn't make it. They, they've had a lot of success with that. But the radio guys said yeah. that it seemed almost like the offensive linemen and the offense for the Browns was more, uh, more discombobulated than normal and that they should have they got no push. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And the, yeah, talking just, about uh, that play, John, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt, but yeah. Watching that replay and Jacoby made that a little bit. I mean, he made it a little bit past the line and they spotted that ball, you horribly. know, horribly. I, yeah. I would have challenged that spot. I you okay. know I don't know if they would have given it to him or not, but it, you know they only what they need did they need a full yard on that play because I, I mean even with him not getting much I still thought he had the first down. Uh huh. Yeah, I did too. Well, I was but, glad that they went with that play call, but then you go back and you look at it like it just seemed rushed and there wasn't a lot of pace like you were mentioning earlier. Uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah, he did not have the usual. Um, um, what do you want to call it? Um, you know, I mean, so then the question are, the are they, are they pressing? Catch. Are these are is is everybody just pressing now because they're not winning? There's, you know, and and people are talking about it. Yeah, I mean, get get back to your original question, Rod. Um, you know, is it is it the players? You know, not wanting to play for their coach? Is it you know guys? backbiting each other and all the usual dramatic, you know, stuff that we're used to with this team. Um, you know, I didn't see a lot of that. Um, what I see is, is guys just still missing assignments. Mm -hmm. You know, Grant Delpit, just, just not knowing where he's supposed to be. Jacob Phillips, just kind of getting lost in traffic. You know I mean? It, it seems like every week it's it's still the same thing. It's 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 certain guys just not understanding what they're looking at mm-hmm. and not being where they're supposed to be. You know, and, and, it's fr- and I don't, and, go ahead. It's frustrating for everybody. Yeah, you know, it, it particularly is. the guys who are where they're supposed to be because now they're trying to cover for those guys. You know, it reminds and, and, me of Anderson Dejo running around back there trying to cover for everybody. You know, right. <laughs> and then everybody complaining he's not covering for everybody. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was frustrating because the Browns actually did a decent job against the run in this game, especially mm-hmm. early. So you're it thinking, did. man, the defense looks like it's coming around, and then they couldn't stop the pass, and then all of a sudden 
they couldn't tackle anybody and and it just yeah. fell fell apart mm. well they, they did make an adjustment on on that side um Taki Taki got a lot more snaps mm-hmm. this week, and JOK got a lot fewer snaps. This he week. did that, yeah, like forty mm-hmm. percent, I think. Yeah, yeah, and and that was specifically count. that was specifically designed to stop getting gashed up the middle, um, and there was mm-hmm. a lot less of that. Mm. So yeah, it yeah. helped hmm. definitely. Well, they got something there. Um, they just need to. Uh, know figure out the uh um what was supposed to be our strength and that's the secondary and <laughs> yeah i mean i think you really have to credit new england in this game their receivers mm-hmm. and their quarterback because on most plays the coverage was pretty darn good mm-hmm. you know their guys mm-hmm. were just making the catches mm-hmm. you know em- emerson he was he gave up a lot of uh catches and he was on guys you know yes he was um, he wasn't he wasn't playing poorly at all. But, he's done yeah. well. I I I like his game. At least he at least he's. It seems like he's putting forth. Even if he's beat on a play, he's not quitting. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, I think yeah he's a yeah he's a definitely a. A definitely a great find. Definitely. Yeah. Got to give uh, Andrew Berry credit for that pick. So. Yeah, they were kind of picking on him early. Um, mm-hmm. But he didn't let it get to him. Mm-hmm. I thought he, he did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you, Jeff. This was about the quarterbacks. But any mm-hmm. any game where the Browns only run the ball 16 times between Chubb and Hunt, they're probably yeah. not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. It's not Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Got to figure out a way to run the ball effectively. Yeah, yeah. they had 68 yards between the two of them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not going to be a win. We'll just mm-hmm. with that. So. Yeah. But if your sure. quarterback's turning the ball over, guess what? Oh well, yeah, and then you add in the turnovers. Yeah, yeah. You so. can't you can't effectively run the ball. You know, over. I went back and I looked. Chubb's only run the ball in his career. I think only twice, maybe three times, where he's run it for more than twenty-seven times. I think he's run it twice for twenty-seven and once for twenty-eight. And they they went they won all three of those. Not that you know over his career, but. The majority of his carries, he's getting between what twenty or eighteen to twenty some carries. You know. Yeah, I think they want to keep him around twenty. Yeah. Somewhere around there, but yeah, if you're not getting close to that, it probably means you're out of the game. Absolutely. Uh, or right. you have some other problem, or you just can't run. Yep. So the Browns sit at two and four, guys, and you know, and it kind of feels like the season's over. The season's done. <laughs> Yeah. Then you know we're we're six games in, have yeah. eleven games left, and then you look at the division: Ravens three and three, Bengals three and three, Browns and Steelers two and four. Browns are still one game back. Sure. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on where this season lies, John? Um, the next two two games are crucial. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got Baltimore and then Cincinnati. Um, you know, obviously Baltimore sits at three and three, Browns two and four. If they lose to Baltimore Sunday, that's you know, two game deficit. And then you got Cincinnati, you gotta win against Cincinnati just to stay within two games. So yeah, the next two games are what, then they got their bye, right? I think yeah, they got buys two games after and their bye. The, yeah, and then they got the they got the Dolphins who 
at first they you look at it and like oh, they're they're pretty uh, pretty tough this year, but they've lost a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But then you got the Bills. So I mean, obviously, I think these next two games are just. I think they've just got to focus on Baltimore. Uh, they've had their struggles beating Baltimore. Um, you know, recently they've had some good good games against them. Obviously, they've got more success against the Bengals, and they'll have them coming in at Halloween with, um, you know, everybody. And, uh, you know, it'll be a, probably a crazy night because it's Halloween. But, um, yeah, I, I think it just comes down to these next two. Um, you know, two and six going into a bye is not <laughs> what a lot of people were thinking. Um, no. They no. they have Deshaun Watson supposedly coming back, you know, week twelve or thirteen, or you know, so you're you know people are, are yeah. getting ready for that. But um, no, it definitely isn't where you know a lot of people suspected. But they've been they had some tight games that they maybe they could have won. You know, until until this last weekend, people were a lot of people were saying, you know, we could be five and zero right now. We could be five and zero because <laughs> you know you think about all these. You know, we beat Carolina. And, then we should have beaten the Jets. That Jets game, I think I wrote about it a little bit in one of my articles in the last week or two. But that that game was that game really did something. I I think it, I mean, it did it yeah. did a lot to us as fans because yeah. we're all on the edge of our seat. I mean, no one was leaving at the stadium when we went uh, up the other week. Um, I don't know which game it was, but we were all holding our you know our breath, you know, making sure that we would beat what the, I think it was the Steelers right on that Thursday night game. Um, anyway, yeah. well, they've yeah. all been closed, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that that really so, yeah, the next two are, are crucial. Um, who knows? You know, Baltimore has had some leads and late in their games, and they've messed that up. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> Lamar Jackson has not been a steady leader in the late stages. I think last week they said he threw an interception, he had a fumble, um, late in that game, uh, that they lost. So, I think there are two teams that are. <laughs> that are not doing very well at the moment and we'll see how it all shakes out. If the, if Stefanski can somehow get some, you know, buy-in from his players and you can mm-hmm. get you, you can get Jacoby reset to just kind of calm down and, and, and make some better decisions and, and manage the game. Like he has been pretty well. I think that the Browns have a really good shot on, 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 on Sunday. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people are already starting to say this, that, and uh, the other thing about, you know, coaches and everything and players and benching certain players. And we'll see what happens. We'll see if there's any shift in that. But um, I definitely think the next two games are very winnable, but it's going to come down to those two two big games. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens just lost to the Giants uh, by four, uh, beat the Bengals by two, lost to the Bills by three. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, they they – they put a beating on the Pats, thirty-seven twenty-six. But ah, I mean, that's been several weeks ago. So, um, so, so, Jeff, where do you see the season right now? Any differently? Well, I, I think John's right. These next couple games are pivotal. I mean, we we really talked a long time ago about the path this season was going to be by winning the division. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to take care of the games in your division. Um, mm-hmm. I think we match up well with our divisional opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not perfect teams. They're, they're flawed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this, this next stretch is pretty important. Um, hopefully we got the, the willies out of our system <laughs> this week and, you know, we can get back to, to playing the way we're supposed to play, mm-hmm. um, and keep the game close, you know, and, you know, Rod, we were at the, the Baltimore 
game last year in Baltimore, mm. Uh, mm. thanks to Jeremy. Um, oh, cool. And, and you know, we, we turned the ball over four times in that game. And mm. we still almost had a chance, right? So because because Lavar or Lamar turned the ball over four times. Lamar over turned it over like, four he times. He did. Like still that. lost. Yeah. Yeah. And and so yeah. So which is so unthinkable. I, yeah. I think I and think he's we doing that this well. year. Yeah. We're 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 built to stop his game plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if if we can execute like the Patriots executed against us, uh-huh. I think we have a good chance. Yeah, so so Jeff, let me ask you this, and I have to be honest, this is this almost feels silly after what I saw through the end of the New England game, but would you give any consideration to making a quarterback change at this point for the Browns and going to Josh Dobbs in this game? No, the only way I'd play Josh Dobbs is if, if Jacoby was hurt. Mm-hmm. You agree with that, John? Uh, <laughs> at the end of the game of New England, I probably would have said, you know, put Josh Dobbs in there. You know, you know, Brissett was mentally just messed up. But I, yeah, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd go with Brissett in this one. Uh, right. Obviously, if they get down early, let's say they're getting down three touchdowns or something, and Brissett's already thrown two interceptions. Well, yes, I think you got some. I, and I don't know. I haven't. I didn't hear the press conference, but I believe that people have been asking Stefanski and these pressers about that, and he's he's adamantly said he's not even considering it. So I don't know what that. I mean, why not? <laughs> if you're if you're if you keep faltering and you're two and six or you're two and I mean, you know, I know that he's your he's your starter, but he's a backup. You know, right. lifetime. So you know, so I would say stick with Brissett. Um, yeah, I would say stick let, with let me let me ask you guys this before the New England game. OK, um, we were talking about Jacoby Brissett as maybe keeping Deshaun Watson on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 I mean, that's how well he was playing. OK. And, well, and there, people there's were talking, still the idea of the of the throwing the picks, you know, the late picks, though, Jeff. So I think people right. were faltering but, a little bit on him. But, yeah. but even so, I mean, in the first five games, yeah, like everybody felt like Jacoby Brissett was exceeding their expectations and playing some of his best football, right? Yeah, oh, I, agree. I agree. Now, all of a sudden, he has one bad game, and and that's now our expectation of him. Well, what are we, we going to believe? Are we going to believe the five games we saw, or are we going to believe the one game we saw? Right. <laughs> well, then there's other people like that I've talked to, you know, my colleagues that I write with for Dog Pond Daily, we've talked about talent and like somebody like Brissett who is, is he that talented or is he, you know, he's a lifetime backup. Should we be giving, I mean, should we have higher expectations for someone who's really not going to be much better? But like you said, Jeff, that the beginning of the season, I mean, we, everybody was talking about how well he was playing and would that even be a consideration? People were talking about it. Right. I mean, it's John, it's about the position you put him in. Yes. Okay. If if he's yeah. in a position to succeed, he's able to execute. Okay. When when th- things don't go well, he's not the guy that's going to be the hero. Right. And we've needed that in a couple of those games in those late situations because of our defense faltering late, and then you're asking him to come in and be the hero, and he threw a couple of picks in those last drives and kind of right. set set people talking about then 
you know, he's messed that up. And then obviously then this last game, what he threw three interceptions after he just thrown three sure. in the previous five games or something. Okay. Right. You know, yes. I, I was, um, I, I would stick with Jacoby Brissett too. I just, um, I was a little bit confused that, that, uh, you know, that, that um, Stefanski didn't put Josh Dobbs in just to finish up that Pats game. Right. Uh, you know, and not to right. create a quarterback controversy or anything, but just no. pull Jacoby off. It's like, man, you know, you, you, you've tried today. It's just not your day. You know, we're, we're done here. Just let Josh finish this thing up. You know, we'll get you back out there next week. You know, exactly. Um, I th- and just the, the whole idea that he left him out there to finish that whole game. It's very apparent that, that um, Jacoby Brissett's not coming off the field unless he's injured. Um, He's going to play. Didn't we, have this, so, didn't we have this sort of issue with Baker Mayfield a year ago? I mean, it's like, you know, as far as an in, it's a little bit, just in the sense that Stefanski, like, you know, Baker was injured, and then, you know, why didn't he put in the the backup? I don't know. It just seems like. Well, the most I, popular player in Cleveland is always the backup quarterback, John. That's true. Very good. <laughs> yeah. uh, very good point. Very good point. <laughs> I like Josh Dobbs. I there's I don't honestly think there's any reason to believe that he would be performing better overall than Jacob, Jacoby Jacoby yeah. at this point. Right. Um, you know I I think he I think it's good to know that he's there if he's needed. But um, but yeah Jacoby's been he's been pretty good. Um, he's been a lot better than than honestly than what I expected. I thought the offense was gonna really take you know. Uh, that we'd be lucky if they were any better in last season and mm-hmm. they have been. So yeah. um, you got to, I think you got to give him credit and you're just going to have to roll with him through these, through these 11 games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, the offense has been averaging a good solid amount of points, you know, 25, 26 points up until this last game. And yep. um, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's enough to win most of the games. If we didn't have a, uh, a defensive was like Swiss cheese in you know, a lot of times, but um yeah, it's all all the parts of the team need to come together and play play better. You know, like you know, Cade York made those field goals, but then we botched the punt, um, and then we couldn't get the onside kick either, which was just a, a, a just a, a a circumstance that you know no one could predict was going to happen. But yeah, there's there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, so. Um... I tell you guys what, um, I, I guess uh, I don't know if we want to dive any deeper into this Ravens game or just go right into to, uh, to, <laughs> to the uh, the spread well, and predictions. Um, well, the Ravens, the, do they, their secondary is not very good, correct? I mean, I've looked at some stats in the last week. They're they're giving up a lot of yards passing again. Is that what mm-hmm. you guys have seen? Because I mean that's something that the Browns could expose again, but then you're asking Brissett to pass the ball. Well, I mean they they've played the the Bills and the Bengals already. I would think they've probably given up some passing yards. Yeah, so um, good point. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I haven't. I did not look at their stats because anymore, John. It seems like the stats really don't mean a damn thing. Well, that's <laughs> going into these games, <laughs> not from week to week. No, I, you're I right. That, I thought yeah. I'd just kind of just go into this one cold. Just to do something yeah. different. No, I, I yeah. agree. Like, the, I mean, even like the, the the Chargers game from two weeks ago. I mean, they they if you looked at the stats, you'd say, well, the Chargers weren't a very good running team. Yeah, and it's then all they, this, yeah. 
<laughs> told us nothing about the game whatsoever. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, um, the Browns are, uh, at least what I saw, six-and-a-half-point underdog right. in this game, which, you know, it's probably, probably fair. Um, Over-under is 46-and-a-half. Mm. Um, that, that's a pretty high number. Mm-hmm. But, uh, not, probably not surprising. Um, I think it's yeah. going to be warm. I think it's going to be warm weather. So <laughs> supposed to be warm. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's yeah, supposed it's gonna, to warm up. Yeah, yeah I'm Rush actually going to be in the 70s this weekend. I'm going out to uh, my old stomping grounds in Wichita, Kansas. Plug for Wichita, great place. If you ever go through the air capital of America, um, never, been there. Be high, never been to Wichita. Oh, you're missing out. I, I, I lived there for yeah. 20, 26 years, um, ah, nice. but I'm headed out there uh, and. Um, It'll be 85 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Jeez, wow. So I'll be wearing my shorts. I'm wearing uh, my all my my uh, all my warm clothing tonight, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um I'll tell you what, before we give uh, score predictions, well, let's try to figure out who won last week. Um mm. <laughs> You between mean, the two of you guys, yeah. No, between the three of us. Pat's 38, Brown's 15. Um, these were the score predictions. Uh, Bill had 27-24. Jeff had 28-27. And I had 21-17. All for the Browns. So you almost got to go by, let's see, what was the 53-point uh, score? Maybe we should go by the over-under. And, <laughs> well, it, I think we'll call it a dead heat between between you and Bill, Jeff. Even though I was, <laughs> well, even though I had the lowest score for the Browns, um, maybe we'll call it a three way tie. <laughs> hey, there was no definitive winner on that. I don't think there I was. Think, I think everybody lost in that game. I, we'll just say we all <laughs> lost. Yeah, we'll, we won't declare a winner because. Um, Bill had 51, you had 55, and the total was 53. And I had, and I had the Browns only scoring 21 points. You guys had them mm. scoring 27 and 28. So, okay. I'm yeah, not claiming just... any sort of victory for that whatsoever. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll have hard to, to predict a, a game that goes that badly. And that was, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was bad. Well, like um, the Steelers last week, they were, what, a 10-point underdog at home, and they ended up beating the Buccaneers. You just never know. You never yeah. know. You never know. Not at all. Well, if, if you guys are ready, we'll give some score predictions. Then I've got a, a uh, second round of problem, solution, need more time if you guys are game. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So... Um, John, you're the guest. You get to throw your score out first, and I have okay. not written one down yet, so I'm going to try to. All right, I'm going to go under the forty. What was it? Forty six something. Um, forty six point five. Okay, I'm going to go under that, and my final score will be twenty four Browns, twenty two Ravens. I believe we did that twice last year, so I'll go with Browns twenty four, Ravens twenty two. You believe we went under last year? Um, no, I'm saying twice last year we scored those identical points. <laughs> I oh. think we go. Uh, that's what I'm going basing on. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I believe so you're, so. you're under by half a point. Yeah. Under yeah. by a half. Under oh. by a half. 
Jeez. Now, <laughs> uh, Jeff. All right. Well, I'm I'm thinking real hard here. So I've I've sworn off the under. So um, okay, I'm gonna have to yeah, figure out how to make this an over, too. even though, even though I don't think you could be like the, there's gonna be a lot of scoring in this game. But um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Browns twenty eight. Uh, Ravens twenty four. Okay, I'm gonna go go a little higher than you, John. Just okay. into the over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like this is, I, this, I, this, is, this is like the Price is Right. You know when they all line up. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'll so put 15, I'm gonna right, go uh, one dollar. All right. All right. One dollar. <laughs> yeah, I'll take one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff's got fifty two <laughs> points. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be that many points scored. But, um, yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if I could wedge myself between you guys, then we'd all be wrong. So, I don't know. I don't want to take the under, but I don't know if I believe the Browns are going to score that many points in this game. But they have up until now. I mean, last week was up kind until of like, last yeah. week. Yes. I mean, if you just get rid of last week's game and just. You know the other five games, they they were scoring that. Now they did benefit in one game from a defensive score. In one, I think it was was it the Jets game or the Carolina yeah, game? They scored. Have not been as many of those as we would have expected. No, and that goes back to that whole the whole idea of this fundamentals and the and the the uh, talent. And I'm so frustrated watching these young players that they I don't know or. I understand the Browns coaches are probably teaching them how to strip the ball, but I just don't, but then there's a lack of tackling. I mean, the guy for the new England bounces off two of our guys, was it Delpit and somebody else and goes for another 40 yards on the field because Mm. nobody wants to wrap and tackle, you know? Yeah. Well guys, I don't really feel this right now, but I think I will by Sunday. I think the Browns are going to run the football. <laughs> I think Nick Chubb will have a big day. I get the Browns winning 30 to 21. So Ooh, it's not much right. different, but I, I didn't want to go like 26, 20, 21 and be right between you guys. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm going to go a little higher. So All right. we'll just go with that. Uh, now, 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 do I win a steak dinner when I win? Is that what I get? from? No, you get to listen to the next show and we'll say, hey, John won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> well, the so important guys, thing again so. is that we're all we're all picking the Browns to win, and and hopefully that happens because I don't want to think about what will happen yeah. if they lose their fourth game in a row. That would be unusual yeah. too. We, that's this is some, yeah, that would be new. It for would Stefanski. be. Um, yeah, yeah. Let let's just let's play this game. Um, yeah, I you know I I don't want to talk about the other stuff we'll talk about it <laughs> next game. Okay. i mean the whole buy coming up and coaching changes and all that stuff i i think they have this thing in front of them and, and it does it depends on the ravens and the Bengals games it's, it's, yeah it's, that's yeah. what it comes down to yeah um, they got to perform and you know they got to hopefully get some wins so, yeah you know at least one out of those two games i mean you really honestly there's two games there the jets game and then the week before against the Chargers, where they legitimately had real chances. I mean, Atlanta probably too, but 
you know, they missed the 54 year old field goal two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, would have won it. Yeah. Okay, well. guys, this is uh, this is round two. We started this last week, and um, you know, we might we might do it more in the future. But I'm kind of out of names for now, so we'll probably have to wait a few shows to come back to it. <laughs> uh, it's called problem, solution, or need more time. So I throw out a name. Uh -huh. And we'll just go back and forth, um, you know, as far as who goes first on this. And you say whether the person is part of the problem on the Browns, uh, part mm -hmm. of the solution now or in the future, or you need more time to know. Okay. Okay. So, John, we're going to let you go first. And uh, first one is Jed Wills. Oh. Um, need more time. Okay. Yeah. Josh? I, you, yeah. Yeah. I'll just let uh, you. He, I'm just going to go with solution. I think he's a, he's fine. I'm not uh -huh. I'm not worried about him. Yeah. Okay. Say so he's in your what? What year is this? Three? Three. Three? Yeah, I mean, second. he's getting to the point yeah. pretty soon where you got to know. Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly. But you got to know by yeah. next year. I think so. he's fine. Okay. Um I apologize for some of these because I just had to come up with names. So um, it's not quite as interesting as the first show, but um, one did a little bit anyway. So, so Jeff, uh, Kareem Hunt. Well, I mean, I think he's part of the solution. I just don't think that he's had enough opportunities to do that yet. Mm -hmm. So, John? I hate, I, I think he's the problem. I think he's a problem. Do you want an explanation? Yeah. Um, because of wanting out and because of Stefan, and I, I, I'm putting more blame on the coach. I don't know. I, just, I, I like the tandem, but I think with everything that's gone on uh, off season and then now, especially now with all these additional pressures, um, I don't know. I, I'm going to say problem just because I think, you can't have two backs of the, of the of the high quality they are. I mean, I think Hunt's a really good back. He's a little bit different type of back than Chubb. Um, so I don't see that getting improving anymore, especially the fact that Hunt's probably going to be leaving is what I would guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in on this one real quick. I, I mean, I see him as part of the solution for this season, but I understand where you might go problem because um, because of what happened with him wanting to trade in that. But he also could be, you know, um, stunning the development of some other guys that could be around, like, uh, you know, Dearness Johnson and Ford. Mm -hmm. that. So, you know, I, I can understand that part. I think that, yeah, that's the other angle. Exactly. Like you just that's an angle. Out. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was... But he's, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, he's he's still a guy who's really key for this team, right? Oh, now. absolutely. So yeah. I would go, I would go solution right now. Though I will just say this, you know, as many times when we've been at the stadium, the 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 overall, you know, people at least that I've been surrounded by are frustrated when you throw it. You just had Chubb do this really nice series. They score a touchdown, and then Stefanski puts him on the sideline chub and then brings in hunt you know to it uh, this balancing act is just 
for some of us, it's frustrating. And then certain situations, you know, you've got hunting down there and goal line situations and not shot. So there's just a lot of various opinions. It goes back to the discussion I think we had last week as far as Chubb's carries and the pace he's on for the season and that. So um, I kind of have to just trust uh, trust the fans and the team on that. That, yeah. that he's that Chubb is not going to be overworked and yeah you know cut into his career. So um, so uh, I think we're going to John first on this one. Yeah. Okay. Lightning I'm Rod. Um, I'm ready. Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> um, problem. You should have. They should have cut him three weeks ago. <laughs> um, just, I'm sorry. He's just. I, I think he's. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he's going to do absolutely nothing for this team. And I know he has speed, but uh, you know, it's they. They're. They, they need to move on. So I think he's a problem. I think they. I think the 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 wide receiver room has been continues to be a problem they haven't addressed it i don't believe you know through drafts and what they've done um they got david bell in the draft which i think he could potentially be um you know i thought at this point in the season that he would have had done more david bell um anthony schwartz just is a problem yeah to me jeff i'm gonna go needs more time um I think, you know, he's here to take the top off the other team's defense. And to do that, you have to be able to throw the ball to him. Okay. And that's just not in our game plan right now. Um, So I think, you know, when we get Deshaun Watson back, it will be. Yeah. And I want to see what happens to the offense when DW's back and we can make the throws that we can't make right now. I'm with you, Jeff, because right now, um, you know, it's pretty much Cooper and DPJ are getting almost all of the wide receiver targets. So we really don't even, you know, wide receiver three, you know, David is David Bell or, or it's Anthony Schwartz on, you know, on an end around or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Occasionally. So mm-hmm. I, I think that changes when Watson comes back, and that's when you find out. So, mm-hmm. okay. um, new new to the team, Jeff um, Farrow Brown. Your impressions? You know, I thought he he played well this week. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good fit for our system. He's been here before. He's a little mm-hmm. kid. Right. Um, he's got good size, um, and he caught the ball. So you know, hey, uh, where we've been looking he, for that he productive. Play? Um, he, well, he went, he graduated from Brush High School, actually. Oh, really? He went um, to Brush? Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and he was with the Browns two or three seasons ago for yes. a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he, I mean, he should know what's going on here and, and, you know, being able to step in, you know, the first week I thought was, was great. And we, yeah. we've been looking for that productive third tight end. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see him here. Yeah. So you're going solution, Jeff? Well, for his role, yeah, I think he's a okay. solution for for the third tight end. For role. now, I don't I, expect him to supplant David and Joku as the starter anytime. No, soon. I understand. I understand. <laughs> you you agree with that, John? I do. Yeah, I guess. And then the question for me is like, Harrison Bryant obviously has had three. You know, he's in his what his third season. He's had some good, uh, consistent numbers the first two seasons. So, um, any chance that Farrow Brown? 
Jeff, do you think he would uh, substitute for Harrison? I mean, is he that good? Could he overtake him? Uh, no, I, 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 yeah. I kind of doubt that, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, they both are bit players. Yeah, this I know right everybody now, was you know? asking when he was catching the ball, Thurl Brown, like, who's this guy? <laughs> you know, who's number 84? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the right. new guy. Like, yeah. my dad was right. asking, like, you know, uh, it's not Webster Slaughter. It's it's Pharaoh Brown. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, so uh, I think it's solution, yeah. Okay. Um, how about Jordan Elliott, John? Jordan Elliott, man. So, yeah. Um, gosh, you know, he's in his third year or fourth year, maybe. His third year? I think he's in his third year, too. And, um, I mean, there was some – I think he had yeah. a sack. He's had one sack maybe this year. Um, but hasn't done a lot of other stuff or defense or pass rush or, or run defense has been, you know, blown up. I would say, I'm going to say, uh, he's part of the problem. Um, I've kind of talked about this in the, even last the year before last, um, there were some con- concerns that I read about at least, you know, about how, what kind of work ethic he was giving, you know, coming into the season, training camps and all that. So I would say he's had a lot of time, and I don't see that improving. I don't see him blowing up and being part of the solution. Jeff, your thoughts on Jordan Elliott? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, You know, the Achilles heel of our defense is the middle, and Jordan Elliott, by this point in time, should be taking some of that pressure off of Miles. And it's not happening. I mean, he's just getting blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our D tackles are getting pushed back into our linebackers and mm-hmm. there's just, there's just no chance there. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've got to be better in the middle and it, it all, mm-hmm. it all starts on the D line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to disagree with you guys, but I don't think any of the D tackles have really shown much. So for me, it's hard to grade any of them individually. Yeah, you I know, have you that, noticed like problem I have. It's, I, it seems I, like Perry and Winfrey's been playing a little bit more. Yeah, he's done decent. He's yeah. showing up a little bit more than I've noticed in the last two weeks. So we see I've some been. plays, but to me, to to be able to grade these guys, don't you need a little better rotation? Mm-hmm. You know, to to kind of know. So mm-hmm. um, I'm with you. They probably need to revamp. You know, most of it. So, um, so uh, so Jeff, Greg Newsom. Mm. Hot and cold, man. I tell you, it's, that's it's been hard. Um, you know, the, the the shift to the slot, I don't think has worked as well as the team hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he excelled on the on the outside last year, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. I think he's just really struggled with this new role. Um, that that might be one of the things that that the defense that that Joe Woods has to look at doing. Um, mm-hmm. is, you know, flipping those guys, mm-hmm. um, and getting Newsom back in a, a comfortable role. I think I, I ultimately think he's part of the solution for our defense. I just mm-hmm. think he's just not in a comfortable role right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. I, I would agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I would say the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Martin Emerson. I mean, I really do. I think I, but like, could, are you suggesting Jeff, you know, putting Martin on the inside? And then throwing Newsom back out. Yeah, I mean it's really matchup driven, John. Right? Yeah, I mean, match, it, right, you know, right, right. Depending on who we're playing, you know. But, um, but yeah, Newsom's just—I mean, he's he's struggled in the slot. Yeah. yeah. 
I also don't. I don't know what you guys think about Denzel, but it, he's a headache. He's always constant. Like he's always concussed. <laughs> so, so it's like he's out again. Yeah. So I, yeah, that, we that, talked that, about that, him last week. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, we help. just haven't. We just haven't found the right fits back there. You know, yeah. that's true. Yeah. No. Nope. Well, we could bring back Joe Hayden, right? Isn't he retiring? Uh, he's gonna sign a one-day contract so i would just put him, him in uniform yeah take him to baltimore with you and, and let him suit up man I, you can't <laughs> it couldn't hurt i mean honestly probably not. not probably not you know maybe he could teach Je- john johnson's thing or two about hustling uh when you're back there <sighs> just in la la land and just you know you let... <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry so we got Three more here, guys. We'll get through these, and then we'll uh, then we'll close things out. So, uh, John, we got Alex Van Pelt. Ooh, I like. I mean, I think he's part of the solution. I think uh, you know they've done things well. They've made some good play calls. They've scoring points on offense. Um, yeah, I think he's part of the solution for sure. Jeff. I don't even want to talk about coaches until after the season's over. <laughs> <laughs> You're, are you opting out of the Alex yeah, Van Pelt I mean, discussion? There's just too much. There's too many layers to this, you know. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to grade coaches until after the season. Okay, yeah. we'll put you down for yeah. a big I there for incomplete. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> would, that, would, would that affect your grade point average? I think so. I think that's, <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I'm a school. I'm a school counselor <laughs> by trade, so if you put an I in there. That screws everything uh, up. So right. uh, I was always a low C anyway, John. So oh, okay. <laughs> well, shoot. Okay. Well, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, Jeff, we'll see if you want to give. Uh, how about Paul De Podesta? Oh. Is that yeah, an I, I too? <laughs> I, I'm going to go I on this one also. Yeah. Any I, thoughts, John? I I'd say these pro- these guys. I'm. Gosh, you know, it's a it's a. One day I think he's part of the solution, but it seems like two days he's part of the problem. I think uh, the way that this, the whole coaches, the whole the whole tier of everything, um, it's it's difficult to assess right now. Obviously the teams that are they're they're losing, you know, so people are going to have, and I'm including myself, have more of a negative view on it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't think he's part of the problem really right now but uh so i would say i'll go with an incomplete I'll, uh, since, <laughs> all right uh yeah that's fair you know what um, uh, this, this this is something that, that this is a conversation that we need to have but i think at this point it's just premature to go down this road because of of our history you know i mean oh. there's been a lot of talk this week you know since since the game about coaches and, and and need to change and so forth and i i saw something that uh, jay crawford said um mm-hmm. he he called kevin's kevin stefanski he said he's a good seed in bad soil yeah. okay which yeah. um and that is he talking like more of the whole framework of the organization yeah this, years. this goes back this goes back to the organizational dysfunction right that there you know we have we have beat this to death over the last four or five years okay and and finally at this point you know we're we're starting to feel like 
hey, we've got the right people in place and, you know, we're headed in the right direction and we've got, you know, good decisions being made and so forth. And, and this just gets regurgitated again. And it, it's like it's this cloud that this organization can't get out from under, you know, and um, I don't think that comes from the organization. You know, I, I think there's there's certainly is some culpability on the part of ownership for for sort of establishing that mm-hmm. uh, that precedent that you know that they're going to be quick yeah. with the trigger and so forth. Yeah. Okay. But I just I think this comes from the fan base. Yeah. And the media. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I, I think there's mm-hmm. there's just a loser mentality that that permeates everybody. That's very and, interesting. The reason, and I just want to chime in while you're saying that, because one of the kids that writes for Cleveland Sports Talk actually wrote an article, I think, yesterday or today. For, uh, forget his last name. First name is Mason. But he wrote about what you're talking about, but he's talking about the dysfunction of the organization. But I like your point, and, and maybe this point makes more sense to at least myself, because I'm older when you're talking about as far as, the fan. I, I'm letting you finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm not really ready to have this conversation yet because I don't want to do it based on one bad game. Okay. Um, I still think this is a talented roster. I think it's a qualified coaching staff. Um, I think we have a lot of, a, a lot of rounds in, in the chamber still mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, we just need to figure a few things out. And, you know, that's really what this season is about. Okay. Changing from, you know, a a major commitment to a number one draft choice at quarterback to a new guy coming in at the end of the season and leading us into next year and adopting a whole new persona, um, you know, a new image for our, our offense, um, trying to get things sorted out on deep, you know, there's, there's going to be plenty of conversations in the off season about, do we have the right people, you know, in, in various positions. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but all this conversation during the season and, you know, from week to week, and the, the, the peaks and valleys based on, you know, how the individual, okay. It's just ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it puts us back in that same dysfunction category that that we've ridden for you know seems mm-hmm. like decades now mm-hmm. okay let's let's get over that loser mentality and let's figure out how to fix this damn thing for once mm-hmm. and i don't think mm-hmm. you do that by jerking the rug out from underneath people mm-hmm. that hasn't worked we've tried mm-hmm. it over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so let's let's fix this damn thing for once mm-hmm I gotta be honest. When I put these guys on the list, I thought you guys would pretty much say they were part of the solution. I really oh. wasn't looking to rip these guys um, because <laughs> I'm a continuity guy, you know. Yeah. Um, I and I believe exactly in what Jeff's saying. I I think that if the Browns fired Stefanski after this year and Bill Belichick retired from the Patriots and came in as Cleveland's coach next season, mm-hmm. and the Browns started off two and three. Everybody mm-hmm. would be ready to fire him. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. they would. For, well, first of all, they would be pissed because he's the guy who cut Bernie, which I understand. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't want him here, anyways. But right. then, um, then if the Browns started off with any kind of a losing record, 
they'd be like, this was a mistake. He, he's done. He's so do you he, think he like even a coach anymore? Like even with the talent, let's talk like quarterbacks. Like this, I mean, I've seen conversations in the last couple of days about, well, if Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady came to the Browns, we'd still be like, this gets back to your whole thing, Jeff, about loser mentality. I mean, we would be losing with these guys. Right. And you're, is that, I mean, if we brought a talent like that, it would somehow all of what we're talking about lead to the Browns still being piss poor because, you know, we're I, the Browns. I think, I think we would still find some reason to want to fire somebody. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because that's our knee jerk reaction, right? That's, that's right. the only thing we really have done well is be bad. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> we keep going back to our same playbook. Yeah. I mean, I listen to Mike Tomlin, who I don't like very much because he's a stealer, but I actually listened to him the other day. And for the first time as a Browns fan, I listened to him and the way that he talked about his team and the outside pressures from media and everything. It was very interesting to me. Um, and I never I try not to listen to him very much because he's the Steeler coach, but he made a lot of sense. And the Steelers obviously are are an example of a of a of a franchise that they don't make changes they stick continuity with, yeah three and, head coaches in my lifetime yes yeah. Yeah. now now they haven't won a lot of championships recently you know i think uh they always have a winning record almost always right They're exactly always in it right right so you know you talk to some Steeler fans and you know my ones that are Steeler fans now and that i you know, they will talk about that. And anyway, I just thought it was the first time. Don't tell anybody uh, <laughs> that's listening that I actually thought that um, Tomlin had <laughs> made some sense. Uh, I'll probably say a bunch of mean things about him weeks from now. Um, <laughs> but. By the way, the, the Steeler fans that I know all hate him. They all want him fired. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it is really unique. I mean, you think like three, like you said, three coaches in your lifetime. I mean, yep. they just don't make those changes, and the continuity does make sense. You know, and maybe it's you know maybe it's not just Browns fans, Jeff. Maybe it's society now. People want, uh, you know, people want <laughs> the they want gratification the ch- now. Uh, but yep. the people, Browns fans, uh, Browns fans are are what I know. So Browns fans live week to week. So yeah. they go by what happened in this game. You know, that's right. how they're feeling right now. Um, right. Browns got beat, you know, badly. You know, somebody should lose their job. Right this now. is a crappy week. Crappy week. Crappy yeah. weather. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, maybe, you know, maybe there's more to it than just Cleveland fans. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh we're way over again, guys. So let's, uh, John, why don't you plug all of your work one more time? And, and if you have any closing thoughts you'd like to get out, we'll, we'll let you, we'll well, let you do that. Thanks. Too. Thank you again for having me on. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy talking Browns and Cleveland sports. Um, you know, I write for dog pound daily and uh, Cleveland sports talk and the King James gospel, which is Cavs articles from fan sided. So please check us out, check us, myself out on there. Uh, check all the good writing that's going on. I know um, everyone's doing a really good job, and uh, we'd love for you to read some of our stuff. Um, I also have the podcast, the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. Um, got to get back to do. I got to have you guys on my podcast. I haven't been doing a lot of them recently, so 
um, when we do one of these, we'll have you on. And uh, um, but yeah, it's great. I enjoy the writing. Appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Um, you know, I think the Browns are just in a good. I think they're they're in a spiraling foul. It'd be very interesting to see what happens these next this this next game. I'm 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 interested if what what we see you know come come Sunday um, because fans are are getting frustrated. Uh, but you want that continuity, and you know you. I, I'd love for the coaches to, you know, I, I think Stefanski's a, a, a good coach, and I think a lot of his staff are good. Um, but we'll see what happens. So, um, yeah, thank you. Absolutely, uh, Jeff. Closing thoughts. Yeah, I know it's frustrating, um, but this team is trending upward. Doesn't mean it's always going to be upward. There's going to be some peaks and valleys still. There's going to be some resets, okay? Um, but this team is trending upward, and they're going to give you a championship eventually, okay? Um, in, but they in, don't owe you. In my life, they don't owe you a damn thing. <laughs> they don't owe you a damn thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get get away from this self entitled attitude that that if this team doesn't win, they need to fire somebody because they owe me a winner. They don't owe you a damn thing. Enjoy the games every week. Stop make stop living and dying with them and know that they are going to get better. One more thing can I add to that, too, just because I'm going out to uh, Wichita uh, this weekend. And one of my favorite things, Jeff, um, Rod, is when I go out there, the, the Browns backers, I was the president of their backers club out there in Wichita for several years. And so. Uh, one of my favorite things I'm going to do on Sunday, we're going to meet up again at the sports bar there. Um, so looking forward to meet, meeting up with all my former uh, Browns fans out there. So that's, that's a, it, it's a loyal fan base that we have. Give them all our best, John. I Absolutely. will. I Sounds think great. Appreciate it. And Rod, keep up the good work with your writing too. I always enjoy reading what you got coming out next. You're Thanks, always John. talking about how you're writing something and so on. Yeah, I'm going to try to get back to that someday. I haven't written much lately, but, uh, but yeah, I'll, uh, I will, uh, probably do something before too long. So thanks for, thanks for saying so. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate everybody listening. This has been the Browns blitz and we will catch you next time.